So, if you're like every other Christian out there and someone asks you, when was the church first started? You'd give them one of two answers. Either you give them the approximate date that your particular denomination began, or you would say at the cross. Unfortunately, you would be wrong. Shalom, everyone. Good evening and praise the Lord. This is Angel coming to you again with the second episode of the No More Church podcast. Next topic is the real story of the church. The word church did not exist in any form at the time of Yehoshua. In case you're wondering, Yehoshua or Yeshua is the Hebrew name of Jesus. Since Jesus was a Jew during his life's life on earth, this was in fact his original name. The letter J did not exist at the time, and Jesus is the English transla- translation of that name. But we'll talk more about that later. During the time of Christ, or Hamashiach, which is the Hebrew word for the Messiah, the word used for the body of believers was kahal. This is the Hebrew word meaning assembly or congregation. It is equivalent to the Greek word ecclesia. Church was not is not, nor will ever be a correct translation of this word. You may wonder why I sound so sure or why I'm so vehement about this statement. Well, let's take a look at the origin of the word church. The word church originates from the Old English word kirk, C-I-R-C-E or K-I-R-K-E or cirque, C-I-R-C. According to Greek mythology, Kirk or Cirque is a goddess of magic, or sometimes she's also entitled or classified as a witch, enchantress, or sorceress. Her history, according to Greek mythology, is that she is the daughter of a sun, go- a sun god, when according to other sources, she is the daughter of the goddess of witchcraft. All sources say she was renowned for her potions and herbs. She used them to turn men into swine who drank from her cup. This, in fact, means that by calling our assembly the church, we are equating it with a sorceress or goddess of magic. We are, in essence, calling ourselves the enemy of Yehoshua. This is why the spirit of witchcraft is so prevalent in the building. This is why sorceresses are not only allowed to actively participate, but are also feared, reverenced, and worshipped. They are allowed to usurp authority over the leaders in the houses of God, and they are allowed to devour the souls of men. You might think to yourself, well, this doesn't happen in my church, or maybe you're wondering, how are we worshiping sorceresses? Well, I have a question. Have you ever experienced or even just witnessed something that you know in your heart was terribly wrong in church? You could clearly see and understand that certain individuals or a particular individual was causing strife, causing carnality to abound, causing disobedience, causing division. Maybe this person was lying on others or any number of things. We've all seen this take place. And we've all been in church and known that things just weren't right. And we were perplexed when we saw leadership just look the other way. Or even worse, when we saw them rebuke or correct those who dared to speak out against the wrong. This is a clear indication that the spirit of witchcraft is not only present, but is actively ruling the church. And why wouldn't it be? After all, the church is named after the spirit of witchcraft. And names have so much power. 
In Hebrew, the word for name is Shem. This word means name, renown, mark of individuality, or character. So when someone or something is named, it takes on the characteristics of that word. By naming our assembly, church, or cirque, it has taken on the personality, the character, the renown of that wicked spirit of sorcery. Secondarily, from the word cirque also comes the word circus. I find that most appropriate considering the manner in which the services are conducted. Now, I'm not saying that anyone in church is a clown or anything of the sort, but I am saying that church has become a form of entertainment. And keep in mind, circuses haven't always included clowns, but they have always been a source of entertainment for the masses. And that's what the church service has become, a form of entertainment. I mean, everyone from the deacon to the praise and worship team to the choir to the MC to the preacher, they are all there to entertain us, to entertain the audience. They are there to elicit applause and excitement. Think about it. What's one thing you hear when people go to church? They came home and they say, I had a great time in the service today. What exactly does that mean? It means the choir got them to get to their feet and clap their hands. And the preacher got them to say amen. And they felt excited while they were there. They felt a form of like community. And they felt a form of entertainment and form of enter- being entertained. It's the same thing that happens when people go to a wrestling match. It's the same thing that happens when people go to a concert. They leap to their feet and they begin to shout and get along with the person on the stage. In church, they even hand out pamphlets with the order in which the entertainers will perform. There are even ushers there to direct you to your seat. There's the audience and then there's the stage from which the ringmaster or the MC of service can direct the order of things. And we, we return week after week to what has really become the greatest show on earth. Isn't it funny that according to Greek mythology, Cirque orchestrated the first circus? So the spirit of witchcraft fulfilled through the church what was previously only myth and legend, orchestrating a circus out of what was supposed to be the house of God This is why the Most High commanded us to come out of her, that we be not partakers of her plagues. Nowhere in the Hebrew language can you find the word church or anything equating to it. What we find in the Bible, in every place we see the word church, we find the word assembly or the kahal. Those who called the body of believers the church were in fact making a covenant with the powers of darkness. They were trafficking in souls. They made an agreement with hell and death to bring down the Kahal. However, Yehoshua, the earthly manifestation of the God of glory, said, Upon this rock I will build my Kahal, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, let's cast aside the name of this false goddess. Let's disentangle ourselves from the agreement they have made with hell. The Lord God of glory promises that their agreement with hell and death shall be disannulled. They thought it a light thing to plot against the children of the Most High. They thought they would blind us and subdue us to their tactics. 
but the Lord God, he will recompense their iniquity upon their own head. We, in the meantime, have to separate ourselves, sanctify ourselves from the lies and the covenants of the enemy, that we not reap the reward of the wicked. Let us leave church behind and fully become a part of the assembly, fully become a part of the body of Christ. But he that hath an ear, hear what the Spirit saith unto the Kahal. Thank you for listening and may God bless you. Until next time.